Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. If you missed the first hour of Oilers Now, you missed Connor McDavid joining us from Riga, Latvia. John Shannon and some comments from Oilers General Manager Peter Shirelli, Oilers Head Coach Todd McClellan and Jay Woodcroft. In hour number two of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chet uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. In the second hour, out of the Buffalo News, to talk about the Sabres winning the lottery, Mike Harrington. We will hear from a former Buffalo Sabres draft pick. Uh, back at the University of Alberta's head coach after a three-year leave with the Edmonton Oilers, Ian Herbers. And uh, we'll talk to a guy who traded a Buffalo Sabres draft pick to the team that he's trying to stave off elimination against. Game number six of the Western Hockey League Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Giorgio Esteban moved by Peter Anhold, who has uh, got... The team to beat next year in Lethbridge, that's for sure. So lots of good guests coming up on Oilers now. We're going to head straight off to a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. A reminder, George Thurgood and the Destroyers, May 7th at the River Creek. We welcome back to the show Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News. Mike, how are you? Bob, it's, it's never dull in Buffalo, and you, just when you think the off season is just going to be quiet, the Sabres finally get some lottery luck, and here you go. And now everybody's back talking hockey again, even though the, the season is over and the next one doesn't start for another five months. All right, so we went into a combine in 2015, and that was the first year Buffalo hosted the combine, and I just remember the frustration that the Oilers had jumped from 3-1 to one to land Connor McDavid. And, I mean, the consolation prize was Jack Eichel. Uh, and, and as we've seen, at least through the first three years in their careers, there's been a significant difference between those two players, not all on Eichel's hands. Uh, but it's going to be a different experience when Jack Michaels and myself going to Buffalo here in about, uh, about a month because the Sabres did win it. And they got the guy, and he's a special guy. So, how excited, Mike, is that market space, uh, that marketplace, on the fact that they are going to have the privilege of drafting Rasmus Dahlin? Well, I don't think anyone allowed themselves to feel excited going into the lottery. I think everyone expected another crushing defeat, maybe even a Colorado-style drop from one to four. When they got to the final three, you could kind of see on social media the chatter percolating, hey, this could really happen. And then you're watching it when the first card is drawn and it's down to Buffalo and Carolina. Then you really think this could happen. And you're right. It's, it's a seminal moment for the organization. It's exactly the kind of guy they need. It's incredible for the fan base, for their psyche, and it's incredible for the business, too, because the season ticket base was about to flood out the door. And I still think they're going to lose some, but that flood is kind of... Uh, turned down into a trickle now. Well, you know, look, uh, when Edmonton got Connor McDavid, that came at a very opportune time. And it doesn't mean every year is going to be successful. McDavid 
you know, broke his collarbone the first year, missed 37 games. Last year was the MVP in the league, drove the Oilers to 47 wins and 103 points. This year had even a, had the best even-strength season, Mike, in the last 20 years. Led the league in scoring, um, might win the Lindsay Trophy, won't win the Hart, but hell of a player. Uh, but it, it, it does it was a game changer for the Oilers organization and remains so. So I think it's going to be a game changer for Buffalo. And do you think it maybe regenerates, you know, Sam uh, Reinhardt, second overall pick, uh, Jack Eichel, second overall pick in 14-15. Uh, they got Middlestat coming as well. He's a tremendous pick this past year. The, the fans should be excited. They're, they got some terrific young players. They do. They're starting to really build the kind of core that you would like to think would produce victory. Some of these guys have lost a lot in their career so far, and they have to learn how to win. But uh, they're looking at some decent talent up front, some decent talent in the back end. The biggest thing right now is who's going to stop pucks, and you guys have seen that at Edmonton too. If you can't stop the puck, it doesn't matter how many you put in the other team's net. So they've got a long way to go here, but I think there's an inherent trust in Jason Botterill, the GM, to get this job done, and he's starting to build the pieces together that they really need to have a good team. We talked to Connor McDavid today. Uh, He and Ryan O'Reilly, who both played for Erie, took the time with Sherry Basson, who's from the province of Saskatchewan, to visit some of the victims and support people uh, from the Humboldt tragedy. Ryan O'Reilly had some pretty biting comments about the culture in Buffalo. Can you educate our listeners on that? Well, you know, I, I hesitate to always criti- to criticize somebody who is honest. You know, we complain so often that athletes speak in terrible cliches, and, and basically all that happened on Locker Cleanout Day was Ryan O'Reilly said he had lost his love for the game, and he felt that losing had become acceptable, and he simply didn't enjoy coming to the rink every day. And, you know, the the knee-jerk reaction from the fans is understandable. You make $52 million in your contract in seven and a half a year. How can you lose your love for that? But uh, these guys are wired to win. And when winning doesn't happen and the losing continues day after day and year after year, you can see that weighs guys down. And O'Reilly is notoriously tough on himself. And he had an okay year, but, you know, 64, 61 points, 24 goals. He led the league in face-offs, but he felt he could do more. He probably should do more. So a lot of people are wondering, do they have to move him? Do they have to get him out of here? It's not the right attitude. The culture has infected him. I, I'm not sure about that. I think the reason they might move him is if they can get some salary cap maneuverability and get some more help on defense. But uh, it, it raised a lot of red flags here about O'Reilly as an individual. And maybe it was a little overplayed because even Jason Botterill said, well, you know, it was a terrible season. He was just being honest. I think the guy's a great second-line center. i got to tell you, I think he's one of the best second-line centers in the National Hockey League. So, And think about it, if you have a top three down the middle of Eichel, Middlestat, and O'Reilly, I don't know why you'd want to get rid of one of those. That'd be pretty darn good for a long time. Educate our listeners on how good of a player Casey Middlestat is. Well, the biggest thing we even saw last year in development camp was what great hands he has. You know, he had a nice year at the University of Minnesota, real shifty, the MVP of the World Juniors, playing with Team USA. And think of this, Bob. Jason Botterill sneaks him out of the draft last year at the number eight spot. Well, the NHL brought him to the Stanley Cup final. The NHL brought him to Wrigley Field to throw out the first pitch in draft week. The NHL expected him to be a top four pick. And a couple teams went a little haywire. A couple teams went for Europeans. And all of a sudden, the old cliche, we never thought he'd be there, really was true for the Sabres, getting Casey Middlestad at number eight. And 
you know, he got into six NHL games this year after signing his deal and certainly didn't look out of place, but even Botterill said, we have to change the culture here. Middlestat lost five of those six games. Uh, They're trying to work on that, but they really think it's a key time for him. They're disappointed he was going to go to the Worlds and play for Team USA, but he has a growing problem. Okay, well, tough break. Now, did Eichel end up going? No, no. uh, It's basically only O'Reilly and Johan Larson's going for Sweden. So a Canadian and a Swede. What's I mean, I know that you wrote a piece when we were in Buffalo, and that was the night when the Oilers had probably, you'd, you, I think you'd written it just the day before or the day of the game between Edmonton and Buffalo, and it was Edmonton's worst road performance of the season. Like, they were truly putrid. They were bad. <laughs> they, they, and then they, the next, by the way, the next day on the Saturday, we were in Boston, and that was the first time all season. You speak of three centers. That was the first time all year the Edmonton Oilers went with McDavid, Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins down the middle, and they went, 10 and 5 in their next 15 games and played some of their best hockey of the year with the three centers. But just on Jack Eichel, um, do you think the losing's got to him a bit as well? I think so, and I don't think I don't say that as a negative, but I do think that his patience is running out, and he has a lot of expectations for guys around the room. He certainly has more for himself than anybody else. He knows he has to stay healthy. He's had two kind of freak ankle injuries in his career, but if he had a third one, you have to really start wondering about durability. But he did say on locker cleanout days, looking at things like new exercises, things like his skates, how he tapes his ankles. You know, it is unusual to have that high ankle sprain on both ankles in your first two years in the league. So he needs to stay in the lineup. He needs to produce more, and he knows that. He's going to be making $10 million next year, and for his three years so far, he doesn't have a 70-point season. He doesn't have a 30-goal season. The team hasn't made the playoffs. So he freely admitted it's been a bust so far for his career, and it has to be better. Yeah, minus 56 in his career as well. Uh, we're joined right now by Mike Harrington. Mike, Sam Reinhart's a restricted free agent. What do you expect to happen there? Could he be in play? He could be in play for the right offer, but his season just really took off starting yep. at the Winter Classic. He was one of the top 20 scorers in the league from, I think, from January 5th on. Uh, he scored a goal in the Winter Classic. He had only, I think, had two goals in the previous month, and that woke him up. And for the last three months of the season, you saw the guy expected to be a number two pick. Now, it's easy to produce when the games aren't that pressure-filled for your team, and I want to see it when the standings are all back at 0-0. Zero, zero. But he was really good for that three-month stretch. It looked like a number two overall pick coming into his own. You know, you get to that 25-goal range. Now next year you say, can he get to 35 goals? And now you've really got something there when you've got another guy with Eichel, with Middlestad, with O'Reilly, hopefully with an improved Ocpozo to get this team some offense. We're joined by Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News. Mike, uh, Jim Matheson put out on Twitter Saturday night that he believed that Rasmus Ristolainen is in play. Now i got to tell you, that would surprise me personally. Because I I do think he probably plays a little too much, and that's a reflection on the lack of depth that's been in Buffalo's defense the last couple of years. Obviously, getting Rasmus Dahlin is going to be a, a game changer. But have you heard anything to the effect that the Sabres might be quietly shopping, uh, shopping Rasmus Ristolainen? The Sabres aren't shopping anybody. The Sabres are listening on everybody. If you call Jason Botterill, you're not getting anywhere on Eichel. You're not getting anywhere on Middlestad. You can at least be listened to on anybody else. O'Reilly, Ristolainen, Reinhardt, they're not shopping people, but they know they had a 62-point season. If somebody wants to blow them away with an offer, they're going to listen. But you're right. 
especially now in the wake of getting Dalene. I mean, you got two Razmai here now, Bob. Why yep. would you want to ditch one who can give you 25 minutes a night and help your new stud 18-year-old come along in the league? One lefty, one righty as well. Keep that in mind. Now, I will mention this to you, and I, and I brought it up on the show, Mike. It struck me as incredibly odd that the Buffalo Sabres had pro scouts at the Oilers' final two home games this year. For the life of me, I could not figure out, okay, why would an East, you know, it, it's not like the the, uh, the player, the teams the Oilers were playing were Western Conference, it was Vegas and, uh, you know, Vegas and Vancouver to close out the year. I, I was quite perplexed by the fact when I saw uh, one of Buffalo's scouts at at, uh, at the Oilers' final two games of the season. So I, that did strike me as a little bit odd, but I, you know, I don't know how the Oilers could get to, uh, if the conversation exists, how you get to a guy like Crystal Lane, because I think he's a pretty good player. So the biggest issue you're seeing in Buffalo, now that they've, and we all know they're taking Rasmus Dahlin, that's a slam dunk. Who are they going to get to play goal? Any ideas there? No, I mean, I think they were going to go with Linus Allmark, their prospect, and he gave up six goals in each of the three playoff games in the AHL. They got swept in Rochester by Syracuse. I'm not sure they think he's a 55, 60-game-a-year guy. They're going to, I think, walk away from Robin Leonard, who's an RFA, I don't even think they're going to qualify him. Um, Chad Johnson, it didn't appear that he's that interested in coming back or that they're that interested in him. I think the starting goalie for the Sabres next year is not even in the organization right now. It's somebody out there they're going to make a deal for. Maybe it's somebody we don't expect. But I don't think they have their starting goaltender in their organization as we speak. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if I wanted a guy to, to help me out in a bar fight, uh, Robin Lehner would be the first goaltender I'd look for because he might have been the Absolutely. toughest. He might have been the toughest goalie in the league in the NHL last two or three years. He's a big man. But he just didn't stop the puck. And, and there's another factor here, and John Shannon briefly hit on this uh, before you were on, Mike. We talked a bit about the comparables between Edmonton and Buffalo. And, of course, the Oilers did make the playoffs last year. And McDavid has, you know, let's face it, he's delivered. There, there's no question there. Um, but the, the change in ma- in management and the move away from Tim Murray, uh, the move away from a, a Stanley, you know, Stanley Cup winning head coach as well. Uh, you know, Botterill, there seems to be some confidence in that marketplace. Where are you guys at in terms of Phil Housley? No one really knows. You know, I think the Darlene pick is a huge moment for Housley because he can start to put that system in that they used in Nashville where the defense really moved up on the play. This was a terrible defense core. You know, people ask me all the time, can Housley coach? He was a first-time head coach this year, and my answer is the same. I don't think Toe Blake could have won with the Buffalo Sabres roster they had this year. That's how bad a club it was. It was hard to really get a gauge on how good Housley is as a head coach. Now, I think the pressure really goes up now that they've, gotten Dalene in here, you would assume Botterill will make some more moves in the offseason and they need to start well. This team has started poorly for the last five or six years and that basically KOs their season. And if Housley can't get them together this time, there could be some problem. But Housley has promised a much tougher training camp. And he admitted at clean-out day, this team, a lot of guys were not in shape. And he spent a lot of time on systems in September, and he had to go back to conditioning in October. It's not going to be that way this time. So there's a lot of tough talk and promises being made. We'll have to see how they play out. They have uh, Matt Molson got uh, farmed. He, I believe he's got a year left in his deal. And uh, who's the other one? Pominville. 
uh, yeah. slam dunk. Their... I think they'll buy out Molson. I they was he was on loan to Ontario. Sure. Commonville, I think they'll bring him back. But I, yeah, the, your buyout candidate is Molson. The fans would love to buy out Zach Bogosian, but he's still got two years left, and I don't think they're willing to keep him on the books for four. So I, I think they'll get some cap relief with Molson, and George's is going to be gone now. But you're going to be paying Eichel $10 million. So there, there's a lot of uh, cap issues. Botterill still has to jump through some hoops to figure out. Yeah, Reinhardt, 5-plus for him, do you think? Uh, I would love to see if they could get Reinhardt for three years between 10 and $12 million. I think that's really the most he deserves. Wow. He really had a year, a half a year, two years in a row that were good, and half a year that wasn't. I haven't really seen... 80 good games put together in a row from him yet. Uh, how far has Brendan Gooley advanced in that organization? He'll be in the NHL next year, but it didn't finish well. You no? Know, it didn't finish. It was just okay in the NHL, and then it was pretty poor in Rochester. Most everyone in Rochester was poor in that playoff series, and that was a disappointment. They put a lot of stock in that farm team this year to build the organization, and to get blown out three straight in the first round was not what they had expected. Mike, uh, we appreciate your direct honesty, and I look forward to seeing you about a month from now as uh, Jack Michaels and myself head into uh, Buffalo for the Combine, and we all know, hey, this year, uh, the Sabres really are the story. And, and so for a city that's had some tough times and some bad luck in the lottery front, I'm happy that the fans there are going to, you know, have got themselves a guy who looks to be a future number one NHL defenseman. It's awesome news for Buffalo. Thank you for your time, Mike. All right, buddy. Take care. We'll see you soon. See ya. That is Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News. It's 122 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now, and uh, we'll take a quick timeout. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 124 in Edmonton to this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, we've got uh, the Oilers Now road trip package to Germany and Sweden this fall. You can reach us at newwesttravel.com. Space is limited. April 30th. Sound like a day anybody would remember in Oilers history? I would. April 30th, 1986. Arguably one of the toughest moments in Oilers history. Steve Smith banks a pass attempt off of Grant Fear, an own goal. Calgary Flames uh, get the go-ahead goal, 3-2, and hold on for a Game 7 victory at the Northlands Coliseum in the Smythe Final. Uh, Steve Smith showed his character because he uh, came out of that moment. It was his birthday, by the way. And he ended up being a pretty good defenseman. 1988-1990, shut down Cam Neely in the Stanley Cup Final. Grant Fuhrer, what did he say after that goal was given up? Yeah, he should have had that one too. Uh, and not one Oilers player blamed Smith on that goal. That's the type of team they had back in the day. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, the great Oilers now road trip to Sweden and Germany this fall to see the Oilers play in Europe. Call now to book. Space is limited. 
visit New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. An interesting development out of Carolina that has just occurred here, and, and maybe... Maybe it was just a matter of time before this happened. President of uh, hockey operations, he had lost his job as GM, was moved into the president's role. Ron Francis, one of the classiest players in NHL history. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have terminated the contract of Ron Francis. Hmm. The team has also announced that Joe Neuendyke has resigned his position as pro scout and advisor. Neuendyke, a former general manager with the Dallas Stars. And there is a Dallas connection to Tom Dundon, who now owns the Carolina Hurricanes. Dundon's from Dallas. Uh, some people think that Dave Tippett was involved in advising uh, in uh some of the situations with Carolina and Dave Tippett is a former teammate of Ron Francis's. So interesting stuff on that front. Rick Olchuk, by the way, the former Oilers assistant GM, uh, saw the Hurricanes make an announcement and have a Paul Kropelka, who used to work with the Orr Group as an agent, uh, get brought in to take over contract negotiations for the Carolina Hurricanes uh, organization. And so I'm Rick still technically working for Carolina as we speak, but that's an interesting story to follow. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Orders Now. Uh, email us, Orders Now, at 630chad.com. Uh, This text comes in on Slave Lake. Bob, Team Canada is listing 19 skaters and three goaltenders. Are they going to add Nathan McKinnon or Taylor Hall? Well, Taylor Hall uh, has already said he will not go. There was a, if you watch closely, it looked to me like he might have had a finger or hand issue in the playoff series against the New Jersey uh, Devils again, or for New Jersey against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Where did the text go, Bob? You're dropping hints again. Are you saying uh, by mentioning that Buffalo had a pro scout out uh, to the Oilers' final two regular season games that uh, Clefbaum and the tenth overall pick could be in play for Rasmus Ristolainen from Ash? That's Ash's text. My response to that in a word: Did Oscar Clefbaum play in either of those final two games? Think about it. He got shut down with about 15 games left in the regular season. I don't know how Edmonton gets a right shot defenseman. I mean, maybe they could p- trade the number 10 overall pick to a team that doesn't have a pick in the first couple rounds of the NHL uh, draft. Maybe that's one way it could happen. Maybe they'd have to include a prospect or something. If I'm Buffalo, I'm not trading Ristolainen. I mean, to me, that's a building block. You got Darlene on coming on now on the left side. You have Ristolainen, who's gone through the... Uh, you know, growing pains on the right side. I wouldn't trade them if I was them. What do I know? Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, the returning head coach to the Alberta Golden Bears. He spent the last three seasons as an assistant with the Oilers. Ian Herbers on Oilers now. 